Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse. And for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. Let's science to celebrate famous list now. Come on! There is rebellion in the wind. It will be crushed. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur bosses? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. That damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did it illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. Welcome back to the Deep Share. Tonight, I've got with me conspiracy kyle kyle how you doing man i am doing great thank you for having me on this is a it's a a great time i had you on my show a few weeks ago here we are on yours let's let's get to it hell yeah man i'm glad to have you and as soon as we started talking before on your show i was like dude we're pinging off each other all the time with all the same themes and stuff so i really wanted my audience to get to know you a little bit you know so give us a little background about how how you got into podcasting and and where you got into I mean we all know that you probably were a Star Wars fan from childhood of course <laughs> but how did it kind of uh interplay with your uh your more adult brain coming into all these conspiracy theories and stuff you know that kind sure of yeah sure absolutely so yeah of course you know I've been into Star Wars since I was you know in in middle school which was you know far after the original movies came out right you know mid 90s kind of got them on on VHS, I think back here in my display, I have some of the VHS copies of Star Wars back here. Um, nice. But, you know, it's it's one of those things that's always stuck with me. You know, I think as you're a kid and kind of grow up, like you have a lot of different things that you're into. Right. And, you know, a lot of them kind of fade away over time. Like, you know, before before Star Wars, I was really into like, you know, Ninja Turtles or like, you know, Pokemon or something like that. But then look, when Star Wars came around, like just something about it just just grab me and you know and we've talked before about you know the whole joseph campbell aspect the hero's journey like some there's stuff that's so um instantly recognizable to you when you see star wars even though you've never seen it before about just this journey that a hero goes on in trials and tribulations he faces and this and that so from a kid that was always something really great um and then you know when i was a teenager you know the prequel movies came out right so i actually you know got to go opening day to all those prequel movies you know as as a teenager you know, which, which was really cool. And, you know, a lot of people kind of talk shit about it at the time, you know, and you kind of, uh, I, I kind of got into that a little bit too, a little bit of that, that prequel <laughs> hate, what, what have you. But, you know, I really in, enjoyed the movies. And then, you know, I would say late 2019, I started really, I don't even know what really spawned it. I just started looking into other types of conspiracies and things like that and started listening to to podcasts and watching videos and this and that. And, really getting my mind wrapped around the fact that a lot of stuff that I've learned in the past is probably false. 
Um, and a lot of the things they told me were false are true, you know, so it kind of, you flips, flips things on it, on its head. And it's a, it's, it's a hard, and I think a lot of people have these kind of stories. It's a hard realization when you, when you come to that, especially like deep seated things you've always believed your whole life. Like one big thing for me was, you know, I grew up in a very, very conservative, you know, Christian religious, um, background and family. And in, in my mind, Christianity and religion was always inexplicably mixed with um, Republicans, right? Or being a conservative, right? So mm. whoever that candidate is, that's the person you support. You go to the voting booth, you you click down that right side and you're done. You did your civic duty and hopefully the bad guys didn't win and your good guys won, right? So that's the mentality you have and then come to realize, well, huh, I used to think George W. Bush was a great guy, terrible dude, terrible family, helped the Nazis, you know, 9-11, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff, you know, terrible, terrible things, you know, secret societies, Yale, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, holy crap. And that was a hard, that was a hard pill to swallow that, that, that one specifically was like, man, I was grown. I, I grew up tell, that I was supposed to trust this guy. He was the president. We, we, we love him. He's Republican. It was like, no, no, that was all a show. And that was all a facade. And then when, after I kind of had that realization from a political aspect, I kind of started thinking about star Wars and specifically the prequels. And I'm thinking like, holy crap. A lot of the stuff that happens in our world about, you know, manufactured events meant to cause certain reactions and salute, right? Problem, reaction, solution. Mm -hmm. That stuff that happens in our world. George Lucas was talking about this in Star Wars just in, in a different way. Um, but, you know, when, when I saw those movies in, as a teenager, it's like, hey, lightsabers, space battles. <laughs> yeah, this is great fun. You know, I think I posted a meme about this. It was like, you know, me as a kid loving all the space battles and then like me as a kid realizing understand the, deep, the politics yeah, yeah understanding the <laughs> politics and it's like oh my god like this is so it's so deep and um so it, it, it it's kind of like if you think about like those pixar movies that kind of can hit you on a different level right like kids can watch like a disney pixar movie and just kind of yeah. get a base level but adults they kind of hide some like really inappropriate humor and stuff in there um uh, that you're like whoa yeah. okay I, I get that but my kids not so that's kind of how i how i felt and then that mid 2020 i'm like you know what I think there's some some meat on the bones here where I can start trying to join and kind of create some parallels between Star Wars and you know events in our world and from a variety of of conspiracies because um, you know for me you know I always learn best when I'm given you know uh, metaphors and um, examples and things like right like real life examples um, of of how things work and how things relate so if I can give a, a scene or, you know, a, a concept from star Wars and, and then kind of dive that into a conspiracy, I, I, I feel like that kind of helps guide some people from, you know, a, a base level understanding of the conspiracies to kind of understanding it in kind of a, you know, entertainment type fashion and then saying, Hey, well, that's very similar to, to what's going on here. Like, Hey, Palpatine helped, had all these people help him out. And then he killed him off in the end. Well, that's the same as, what Hitler's SS did to the brown shirts before World War II that were causing all the chaos. So like, there's a lot of really great uh, parallels in there and, 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 it, and it makes it, I don't know if fun is necessarily the right word, but it, it, uh, it makes it, you know, palatable. Because, palatable. palatable I think probably, that's a better term. Know? Cause some of this stuff isn't really like fun when you're talking about like, you know, mass murders and, and conspiracies and stuff that have affected millions no. of people's lives. And you know, it, it's not, 
it's not making it into a fun way. It's making it into, like you said, a, a palatable way for, for people to get from step A, B, C to the next step. So, so, yeah. and I've been doing it for the past year or so, and I'm, I'm really loving, I'm really loving doing it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I love your podcast and I love all this information because I'm a huge star Wars fan and I always, as you know, was a fan of Joseph Campbell and the connections there to the deeper stuff. And, and I just love that you're putting it all out there for people. Cause like you said, th this entertainment idea, a, a bunch of people are, are kind of embracing that in the podcasting world now. And I, I want to do the same, like trying to add more of an entertainment aspect to it, because it's not just to say that, you know, people are, are dumb and they just want to be entertained. Like, I think that's, sometimes what people take from from that idea but what more of it is is that like our souls want to be in like we're here right. to enjoy ourselves and if we can you know i think with star wars correct me if i'm wrong not only does it parallel a lot of the crazy shit and maybe the scary shit that's going on in our world but could it not be you know a little bit of hope you know, I mean, looking at the the uh, the outcome of the mm -hmm. first movie and the third. Well, should I say the fourth episode, the, <laughs> the sixth? You know, it seems like not just Star Wars, but the good guys seem to overcome in all of these supposed predictive programming movies and everything. So probably, right. I don't know, what, what do you think? Like, do you think? George Lucas was in there to, to help us out, you know, or something like that. Yeah. You know, I kind of take that two ways from, from that angle. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, and especially at that time in the seventies, um, a lot of other movies that have come out around that time were very influenced by our involvement in, in Vietnam. Right. Cause you know, mm. early mid seventies, we just gotten out of that war. So, I mean, you see stuff like uh, apocalypse now, um, other stuff like like The Godfather, uh, Taxi Driver, like all these really really great movies, by the way, but but really dark, oh, yeah. you know, dark Deer movies. Hunter. Deer Hunter, yeah, oh, very deep, very <laughs> very power. I mean, very powerful powerful movies, but it's um, it, it's not a they're not fun they're not fun to watch. You know, it, it's like it's a it's a grind to get through some of those, but um, you know, they were done for a purpose. But mm -hmm. he he looked around and saw there wasn't really much good like children's programming you know like like good good natured stuff for kids to listen to and to get a, a hopeful feeling about the future so to your point about about hope you know it was so dismal because the, the world vietnam war you know just like you know you can make parallels to afghanistan what was the point you know in the end i think a lot of people got so disillusioned with that and you saw that reflective in the in the media of the time so he wanted to come out with something very very new but also very familiar and have a great message of hope. So yeah. So on the one side, I will say yes. He he wanted to show that evil can be defeated um, mm -hmm. in a certain way. Now, the counter to that, I will say, is that, and you you kind of look back through history when you talk about the concept of like rebellions and things to that effect. Um, you know, which is which is effectively what's happening in Star Wars. It's you know a small faction rebelling against the government, and mm -hmm. you know <laughs> there's been some great you know memes of like. You know, Luke Skywalker was radicalized and blew up the government's, you know, space yeah. station, right? Like it's those it, videos it, you, on YouTube. Did you see those years back where they were it was uh, like, oh, those were awesome. There was like a bunch of stormtroopers, like, dude, I heard it was an inside job. Like it's crazy <laughs> shit. Right. So, so it's like, you know, from the government's perspective, it's like a terrorist attack. But like the 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 idea of rebellion, like 
I, I don't think it always works out as well as it does in the movies, right? Like the movies give us that those good feels, but more often than not, I think um, rebellions. And I think you kind of see this. Have, have you, were you into like like the Hunger Games novels or like the Hunger Games movies? Not as much as I probably will be now because it's probably just all symbolism and I want to look into it again. I'm rewatching everything. That's like my new hashtag. Rewatch yes. everything. Yes, because it, there's there's something in there or like you're going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I like this because it's telling you da, 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 da. So right. But yeah. like with, with with the Hunger Games, I think it's a good example of this rebellion thing on bad is, you know, it's it's total totalitarian government. And at the end, like, quote unquote, the good guys win. But now they're kind of more or less the same thing as the government they took over. Right. So uh, yeah. I, I think I think, you know, in the real world, it, when a rebellion becomes successful, does it does it just become the government that it replaced? Because you have to do so many terrible things to overthrow government, you know, yeah. like really terrible things. You have to become and, them. Right. You in like you see some good glimpses of that. In the in that Rogue One movie that came out a few years ago, which you know essentially kind of a yeah. prequel to the to A New Hope, where there was this rebel spy and he was you know getting information from informants and this and that and like he this rebel informant flat out killed a guy that was helping them because he had to get away, you know. And it's like you know you have to do all these terrible things. So in the end, do you become that thing that you're you're taking away? So I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it both ways. I prefer, but I prefer to look at it the the first way that. Um, an, an idea for, for, for hope that um, good things do happen in, in the end. And I also even look at it right now. I think there's good things happening now. It's just, you know, where are you? Um, what are you looking at? What, where your focus is? You know, a great yeah. quote from, from Qui-Gon Jinn. You know, this is a great quote. I actually just read through some of these the prequel novels the other day. He says, you know, your focus determines your reality. So Absolutely. if you're constantly focused on Oh, the COVID and the vaccine, all this stuff, you know, you will just wake up every day with dread, you know, about the world. And, and I'll be honest, like I've gotten caught into that the past few weeks. And, sure, you know, yeah. and, and I had noticed and you made a great post the other day. Like, you're like, I don't really want to talk about some of this stuff on the podcast. This stuff, just because like it, it is what it is, you know, why, why mire yourself any more in it than you need to be. Sure, um, yeah. and, and, and there's other things to focus on. So. Well, I would say, um, yeah. And just to clarify for the listeners too, like when I said that, that I, I absolutely don't want to talk about COVID and the vaccine, what I more meant was headline chasing like shit. We complain about the media all the time and no offense to any of our brethren and sisters out there podcasting at all. Cause we're all covering a lot of this shit. I get it. So just like a collective exhaustive ug is what I'm yeah. doing here is just like, let's stop doing what they want us to do like we see the walls kind of closing in here we see this happening we see it getting worse over there blah 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 blah, blah. i think it's time to turn that shit off that I, I don't know i don't know man maybe maybe that's what they want us to do i don't know i'm a little confused at this moment in time you know because yeah. it, it seems like uh it's just best to focus on your immediate surroundings and reality it seems proven time and time again that that really is the key. You know what I right. mean? Right. It's, and one thing I'll, and, and one kind of, you know, thing I'll talk about, you know, Star Wars related uh, along those lines is, and we'll probably get into this later on, kind of going through some of the prequel totalitarian stuff. But one, yeah. one, inter one interesting element about that is, 
you know, in these prequel movies, the, the Jedi who are supposed to be like these monk like uh, beings that are supposed to be looking inward and, and focus. In, well, not focusing on themselves, but but focusing on the bigger picture of, of what's going on and, and understanding how we're how they're tied to nature and how how things are going and how things are supposed to be going. That was what they were supposed to be doing, but they were sent out into the battlefield instead. And so, so their reality was, was war and nonstop conflict and fighting. And they lost that inner strength and inner peace. And essentially, you know, that was a, a rift that kind of helped to tear the galaxy apart. So, so no, no different than what's going on today is if we're, if we're dragged down by these, we're, we're abandoning some of our, 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 our core missions. Wow, you made me think of something I never really thought of before, because for the longest time, I've always thought of Jedi as like samurai, you know, the perfect parallel to samurai. But what I never really thought of was this idea that, you know, they really aren't, they shouldn't be there to fight. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) But they are. Yeah, absolutely. Because war is just embedded into that beautiful spiritual wisdom. Yes. They just turn it towards that violent negative. It's Yeah. And, you know, re- I've actually, like I said, I, I was reading through the, like, they, they released companion novels for each of the prequels. Yeah. And, you know, Star Wars, Star Wars is one franchise that I, I, that why I love it is because it wasn't based on a novel. You know, they kind of wrote the companion novels after the fact. But, like, um, when you think about things like, you know, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, all the stuff that I love, you kind of, you inevitably, when you're talking with people about it, it's like, well, in the book, it was this, in the book, it was, it's like, Okay, I yeah. get it. It's a different adaptation. <laughs> like, let's just talk about what, what it is. But um, it, I think with, with Star Wars, with the prequels, the books give so much extra context to what's going on. In the, and in the third one, Revenge of the Sith, the, uh, the guy that wrote it, I think he actually had like a martial arts background. So he actually got really in-depth on each of the Jedi in their fighting style. And, you know, using different words and terminology that I don't really, I don't remember, but you know, they, they each focused on the force in their fighting in a different way. You know, Obi-Wan had such great vision of what was about to happen. And, and every, he saw so many things happening before they happened. So he was able to do it that way. Mace Windu, who we're just going to call him Samuel Jackson, because come on, he's just he's Samuel Jackson. That's right. he, uh, he, he, he basically tapped into a little bit of the dark side to be able to to fight evil. You know, and we'd like kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, right? right like to, yeah. to fight to fight evil, you kind of have to fight fire with fire to a to a certain right. extent. But you know, that kind of prompted me when you talked about the the samurai, how when they um when they got into these battles, they each had different different styles, right? Like like you would see in all the classic uh, you know, Kurosawa films about the different samurai and how they approach different situations. But yeah, you know, I think th- they were meant to be like meditative um meditative beings, you know, really, really deep thinkers, you know, kind of thinking you're like your Greek philosophers or, or what have you, but they got, you know, conscripted into war. And then, you know, war, war is hell and war, um, change it it, it never, it never changes in any, in any world. It, 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 cha- it changes everybody. Yeah, absolutely, man. So let's get into some of this, this stuff, because we surely have plenty of star Wars fans out there listening and for those that haven't heard your podcast, let's get into some of the crazy parallels that that really dro- drove you into this and the ones that you've been seeing lately. 
especially the prequels, man. I, we talked about it beforehand. Everything you've shown me through, you know, whatever you've posted and whatever you've told me directly about the prequels has just blown my mind because it's so spot on to like, it's just ironic too, that a lot of us took those movies for granted and we yes. didn't like them and we made fun of them and we rejected them. <laughs> And now it's like, ooh, maybe those are the ones we should be hashtag rewatching. <laughs> right. Yeah. My uh, my new conspiracy I've been thinking about, and it's and it's not something that's that's provable or I, I can find validation of this, but it's just maybe my own headcanon at this point. But I'm just calling it the prequel conspiracy itself about the movies because when you say Star Wars prequels, what what what's the first thing do you think people say? Oh man, Anakin sucked. Or <laughs> it, it's either it's either the acting was ter- acting was terrible, or Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks, that's right. Right, Jar 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 Binks. That's what, that's what people inevitably link with with the prequels. And I think that was almost done intentionally because I think you know when these movie after these movies came out, I think you know the powers that be looked at it and said like, holy shit, Lucas is kind of giving away the game plan of. How do you take a government from um, a peaceful, loving republic to a totalitarian society? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit here, because yeah. that's what the prequels do is it, it shows how you get from point A to point to point Z, how how that happens. And it's a very gradual process. And Lucas lays it out in Star Wars. So I think a lot it doesn't uh, a lot of people don't grasp onto onto that. But I think a lot of people, uh, maybe bigwigs didn't like, well, hold, hold on a second. We need to find a way to divert the attention away from that story and you know can we provide some criticism of it or something to get people looking over here you know so like that's why you hear a lot of you know the acting is terrible which i will i will fundamentally agree with the acting is pretty bad but it was directed by george lucas he didn't do a great job directing he's a visionary guy he's really not a hands-on guy in my opinion um so so they said well let's talk about jar jar binks and all this silly stuff and how it's not like the original trilogy and in, in, in this and that. So I think, I think a lot of, a lot of the criticism of it is just a misdirect uh, of the fact that there's too much truth. You know, he was way over the target with what he was talking about here. So I guess kind of the conspiracy I'll talk about is, is like I just said, how you get and it, and it encompasses so many, many conspiracies within it um, that, that you see play out in our world. So, so really the, the entire premise of the prequel trilogy is, is how, you know, how Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader and how Palpatine became the emperor of the universe. Um, he starts out as a senator in this galactic republic. And meanwhile, and he's, and I won't get into every little little specific here about, about all the different conflicts, but what, what, he, what he needs to do is what all leaders want to do is to consolidate more and more power into themselves. And there's many different tactics and many different ways to do that. And the, the, the biggest one is the whole Hegelian dialectic, the problem reaction solution, which you see all the time in our world. You can talk about 9-11, you can talk about COVID. You can see how a lot of problems are, are manufactured to elicit a reaction, which um, will, will come to a final solution, which has already been pre predetermined by them, right? It's, it's like it's like Yoda. It's in reverse. You know, you, you t- <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> they have the solution already figured out. They have to kind of get get there. So, wow. Yeah. Gulf the, of Tonkin the, incident, you know, 
Exactly. Golf, golf of Tomkin incident, right? Like a, a fictitious event that got us into, into world war. Um, no, I'm sorry, Vietnam war. Um, even, you know, I, I don't know how many people have, have talked about this or not, but I think even Pearl Harbor, you can kind of put in that same category as well. You know, I, I don't, yeah, you know, we at moved least, our, at least, you know, that's what right. we know as the public. Yeah. <laughs> like we moved, we moved our troops as close to Japan as possible on American soil. And then Jap- the Japanese attack, you know, it was it was kind of like, you know, poking a hornet's nest, in my opinion, that, yeah. you know, what, what were those troops sacred? Because if not for that, we wouldn't have gotten into World War Two. So um, why I'm saying this is because in, in the first movie, The Phantom Menace, there's a, a, a like a trade dispute between this big business and the government because the government is saying, hey, we're going to tax you more. And, and guess what? Businesses don't like to be taxed. We don't like to be taxed. It, 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 it sucks. Why, why are you taxing us? You, can't you just print more galactic money? I mean, I'm sure they, I'm, I don't know about the Galactic Federal Reserve, but I'm sure it's probably similar to what oh, we have man. here. You can, you know, I mean, don't you think the Jedi could just, you know, uh, create money, right? They, yeah, I'm sure there's think. some, some alchemy involved with that or something, but, but anyways, <laughs> so there's this trade dispute um, between this big business called the Trade Federation and, and the Republic, who's the, you know, the, the government of the time. And, in response to that, the Trade Federation says, well, we're going to we're going to do a complete blockade of this one planet. We're not going to let anything in and out, you know, until our demands are met and our demands are to get rid of this new tax law. And the government doesn't budge. So they say, OK, you know what? Now we're going to invade this planet. OK, we're invading this planet. And it's a peaceful planet, too, which, you know, is is kind of what what you see happening. And actually, now that I'm talking about this, I think this kind of ties a little bit into a into Australia, if you think about it. So mm. what, what happens is this trade federation invades this planet of Naboo, which is a, a peaceful, somewhat peaceful. And they mention in the novels that, you know, they have no weapons. They're a, a mostly a peaceful society. Oh, okay. So, there's, yeah, there's Australia. Right. So, so, so there's kind of Australia for you. Um, and this is kind of the, the tipping, the, the tip of it, right. Is things seem to start, things start at this planet, you know, things in Australia are, are starting to, to happen. They're testing out different control mechanisms down there. We don't have to get into all those. I think, like you said, we all, we all know all those headlines. We've all seen all of them. So, um, so they do a blockade of this planet. They invade this planet and conveniently enough, the Senator of this planet is Palpatine who we know becomes the emperor. So Mm. very, very convenient that that happened. And also very convenient that he has an, an alter ego, like his, like, his evil Batman or whatever you want to call him um, named Darth Sidious. So as Darth Sidious, his alter ego, he's controlling that trade federation to, to make all these maneuvers. So, so there's another parallel to our world there where you think about some of the big banks of the world, how during world war two and, and, and probably every war throughout history, they, they kind of finance both sides of the, of the conflict. Um, and they obviously, you know, make money off of, uh, government contracting for machinery and all, all that kind of stuff. And all the people that run the world, they make killings off of war. Like it doesn't matter it, for them. It doesn't matter who wins. It's all about just the, the profiteering of, you know, the, the war machine. Right. So he's got, he's manipulating both sides of this conflict. Um, and conveniently he's the, he's the Senator and he then convinces people to say, you know what? I don't think that our current leader, the chancellor is doing enough to stop this conflict. I think we need to vote for a, a stronger leader, right? 
so you can kind of see where it's going. And then he convinces people to vote for him. And at the end of the first movie, he's he's basically the president of the of the galaxy, you know, so he manipulated um, a, a simple trade dispute. Right. And that's and you see that in the opening crawl at the beginning of episode one, it says there's been a tax. Uh, that's right, there's been a yeah. dispute of taxation of trade routes. And like as a I kid, I, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I, I thought think I, I heard you Star Wars. <laughs> You're like, what it's the? Like, f- why am I getting involved yeah. in politics and economics in this? What I really? Yeah, exactly. But then, like you know, as as an adult, I'm like, you know, it it makes a lot of sense. It um, it was it was all, it, and it could have been any number of things. Um, but it just was something that sparked that sparked that fire and, and sparked a a conflict. So you it see, at the end of another that, parallel, real quick, it just made me. think, yeah. Did you ever watch House of Cards? Yes, it's it's very much like House of Cards. Look at yes. his rise. You know, he didn't start out as vice president. He starts out as like a congressman, right? And yeah, he was. He was. I think right deals. I think he was a senator. He, I so, think he was a senator, dude. Yeah. I think so so right. there you go. Two two senators on their on their way up. You know, and committing evil deeds along the way. You know, yeah. and uh, and I think and I think they made the mention in you know House of Cards interviews and stuff that like they based a lot of that stuff on real politics, which I'm. Hundred <laughs> percent, guaranteed. Guaranteed that that's that's the case. So, uh, so continue. Yeah, go ahead. So, so yeah. So you get to the next movie, and really, each of these three prequel movies, they each have this problem, reaction, solution, problem, reaction, solution, problem, reaction, solution. So we talked about the first one. The second one, um, is, is, gets gets a little convoluted, but they they find out that this trade federation is really been part now partnering with like hundreds of planets trying to secede from the government so this republic they have um doesn't really have a military i mean they have the jedi but they really don't have a force to fight against um any incoming threats so so there's your problem right you have a a seceding party react the reaction in in this in the galactic senate they said well guess what i think we need to build an army huh interesting we need to build an army and then they just they conveniently um, come across this this clone this clone army or these people that create clone armies and um, <coughs> excuse me and uh, some some of that gets a, li- a little convoluted but at, at the end of the day so the reaction is that we need to create an army we need to create an army but the problem is that the Senate can't decide on you know the proper way to do that or to properly vet that through or you know decide that that's the right that the right course of action so again palpatine says listen uh, we we need uh, i i need more if, if i if if i had more executive powers i could just push this thing through so and, and here you go let's talk about jar jar binks jar jar binks in, in the dun, senate dun, makes a motion dun. that says darth jar jar he says hey we need to grant him emergency powers sure enough they grant emergency powers he creates the army and then several years of war, just war, 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 uh, go until the next movie. It's like a three year gap between the second and third movie. So it's called the clone, the clone wars. If anybody's watched the, uh, the clone wars animated series, if anybody's into star Wars and hasn't watched the clone wars animated series, I definitely recommend that highly recommend that it's, uh, it does a it's lot heavy. to, it, it's, it, it's heavy. It's lighthearted. There's a lot of really good, good stuff in there. I, I would say for people that, like Star Wars and maybe don't necessarily like the prequels. I think it's, it does a lot to really flesh out that period of time and, and make it make a little bit more sense. So, 
so you see this right like in, in just like house of cards at the in the end of the first of house of cards series he goes from senator to vice president and then from the in the second series he goes from you know vice president to president so right. you see in star wars he becomes this chancellor supreme chancellor second movie he's still he still is that but now he has more emergency powers and he tells everybody that listen i have these emergency powers but i promise that once this conflict is over i'm going to set those aside right oh, he's, like, he's like so familiar <laughs> i mean you're reading this and you're seeing it on screen you're like you've got to be kidding as an adult you're like you've got to be kidding me and he and he specifically says that he's like you know he's like i promise i will lay these down when when the crisis is is is, is abated mm. but as we know with politics and governments in our world they will keep creating more and more crises to continue to stay in power yeah. it's just the rule of thumb that's that's what you do that's why you know you see Oh, there's a new COVID variant. There's this and this and this and new rules and new rules. And it, it, it's never going to it's never going to going to end because they, they found out that it, it was a good control mechanism. So they're they're basically, you know, workshopping it and, and changing it a little bit. So anyways, same kind of thing in our world. They just want to consolidate more and more power. And, he, and he's doing he's doing a great job. And, he, and the other thing, good parallel to our world is that he says that he's he's taking these emergency powers and creating the army for everybody's benefit. Of course. And yeah, I right. can't help but notice the parallel of what kind of army he's building and the theme behind that, this, you know, uh, artificial intelligence. In, it's very under, it's such an undertone in Star Wars, you know, because yeah. it's so far in the future, kind of, but not really, whatever, a long time ago, right? But it's... Yeah, it's not really talked about at all. The machinery, the tech. Right. It's just there constantly in the background. You know what I mean? So right. interesting. It's just part of the part of life. Yeah, it's just part of life. You know, people work alongside robots, this and that. And, you know, hey, is, is that the predictive program for our future? Right. Where, you know, robots are, you know, somewhat human, just like we are. You know, I think we're already kind of with that oh, now man. with smartphones and technology and robotic implants and robotic surgeries. And I think we're already know on our on our way there oh, with, yeah. with that kind dynamics, of dynamics dude <sighs> holy crap yeah talk about Ooh. nightmares right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i want to think i want to think like some people have thought that those are just like cgi i want to some think of them that, are but... some of them are and that's the yeah. thing now is they're putting them out they're like this one's not cgi and you can tell <laughs> right. it's like a two-minute demonstration where you're like oh god like that's yeah. still creepy <laughs> yeah terminator is yeah. here no, no good. Oh god! <laughs> I remember watching iRobot and just having like nightmares. I'm like, I, I hate this. I hate this idea. I like, but like, talk about you know, quick yeah. si side note about you know, psyops and and, and predictive program. You know, in Star Wars, think about R two D two. Right, everybody loves R two D two. They get out of so many messes and so many problems, and he saves the day so many times. That's they would true. have all died if they didn't have this robot. Yeah. So you're right. there's kind of a little. A little thing That's there true. you can kind of go down as well so so many we get, things <laughs> we get to the the third movie revenge of the sith which i think is is a really really great really great film and if 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 there are people out there who like it or even if you don't i definitely recommend reading the, the novel that goes along with it because it gets a lot more into anakin skywalker's head as he's going through this movie because that's the one thing you can never get in in movies is that internal monologue that internal dialogue right that's why I think that's why a lot of Stephen King novels never end up working out well as movies and stuff, because there's so much going on in characters' heads and thoughts and 
talking yeah. and fighting back and forth with themselves and it's a really great like perspective. just yeah just Anakin's internal dialogue this whole time is like he 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 knows how great he is but nobody is willing to accept that and every conversation he has with the Jedi there's like an internal monologue where he's like he's basically like I could kill all of you guys right now I'm that powerful you know yeah. but you don't necessarily it, that doesn't come across in the in the dialogue or the delivery and stuff but it's it, it makes a lot of sense that those things are, are happening going on so well I mean you know looking back at Revenge of the Sith specifically i would say that was the one that i kind of always held on to a little bit among the three when i didn't really care for any of the prequels but now i'm going to go back and watch them big time but <laughs> yeah revenge of the sith always seemed a little bit more there was more heart put into that one yeah you know, there was more i mean maybe it was just the nature of that part of the saga everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There's just so much heart at the end of it, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing I'll talk about real quickly about the ending of it. Um, and I think one of the most integral parts about star Wars to me is, is the music because in, in any scene, like the John Williams soundtrack, it, it's basically a, in my opinion, it's a character in the movie because it'd be a fundamentally different. Like if you, there's a lot of YouTube videos where like l- watch this star Wars scene just with no music and you get no, you get no feeling from it. You know, but when you add in this cinematic, these strings, these violins and stuff, it's it adds an element that is amazing. And, you know, at the very end of the movie and um, we'll go back to the beginning, kind of talk about a little bit. But the end of the movie, when Anakin Skywalker is fighting against Obi-Wan, his mentor, you know, the music that's playing. If this were a Marvel movie, you would just hear like some thematic, like action adventure type music. But what you hear is like a um, almost like an opera, like a chorus singing. So it, it, it's more, more in line with like a Greek tragedy slash opera than an action adventure scene because it's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be like, oh my God, this is the tipping point of the galaxy. This is where everything has gone wrong. This is where this kid who everyone has said was supposed to fix everything has finally gone evil and he's, he's about to ruin the universe and everybody's yeah. lives. The so the, in the happens. Yeah, in the music. So like any it's called um, Battle of Heroes. If anybody wants to, to check it out, it's it's a really amazing piece because it's um, you feel like the gravity of the of the situation within the music itself. So. So, yeah, this this movie is just it's more and more Palpatine gaining more and more power. And all throughout this, he's manipulating Anakin a little bit more and more. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he 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 with his dark side abilities, he knows what he's afraid of and he's afraid of his wife dying, you know? So, and he manipulates that to his advantage and say, listen, I, uh, my master knew my master who even, you know, eventually reveals to Anakin. He's like, listen, so spoiler alert. I'm the evil dark Lord that you guys have been trying to find <laughs> this whole time. Like you bunch of idiots. Yeah. Like, how did you guys, how'd you guys miss it? But, but to what we talked about earlier, the Jedi were so confused and fighting wars and all this kind of stuff that they couldn't see what was right in front of them. So he tells Anakin, he's like, listen, I can help save your wife from, from death. Um, 
you know, join me in, in this and that. And Anna Ken's like, well, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and at the same time, and you see this a lot in the actual, in the novel, the, uh, the Jedi are starting to realize that they don't, they don't necessarily realize that Palpatine is the one pulling the strings, but they realize, but they think that he is involved in some way, shape or form. So the Jedi are actually plotting to overthrow the government, mm. you know, so they're kind of planning with some senators to, you know, confront Palpatine and basically tell him like, listen, you just need to step down. So what happens in another really great parallel, we can just, we can just call it the, the January 6th event oh, no, of Star gonna, Wars. I was just going to ask you, like, does he, do they call them, <laughs> do they call the Jedi domestic terrorists? <laughs> uh, what happens and, and they go into a lot more detail in the novel, but so Anakin ends up going and telling all the Jedi, like, listen, Palpatine is, is, is evil. He's the dark Lord of the Sith. He's been running this whole thing. And they said, listen, Anakin, you stay here. We're going to go confront him. So the Jedi bust into his office and how it goes through it in the novel is that Palpatine turns on like a video recording of the Jedi storming into his office. Right. And he's just basically saying like, Hey, what are you guys doing here? They're like, no, we know we're, we're taking over to this and that. And you know, then there's some garbled noises and he, the, he shuts the video off. And but so, but so what happens, he, he, he gets evidence of the Jedi starting wanting to take over. Um, at least just from a clip, right. Just like think of YouTube clips or anything you can cut and splice any clip to give whatever, you know, um, point you get across whatever point you want, right, you know, yeah. like, like a lot of videos that you notice about, you know, whether it's, you know, police brutality or, or this and that, or a fight or something, you know, there's probably some stuff you didn't see before or after that would have given you a completely different context of it, but it's edited in a certain way to get to evoke a reaction from you. So he, he record, he records his video, um, shuts it off and, and subsequently wipes out all these Jedi. Um, with the exception of one, and then Anakin comes in and, and kills the other, kills Samuel L. Jackson, That's and great. then all the Jedi are are defeated because Anakin was saying, "Listen, like you can't, you can't kill this guy." He's like, "I need this guy." He's like, "This is the only guy that can help save my wife." So together they kill them, and then Palpatine says, "Listen, we we obviously know now that the Jedi are, are domestic terrorists, right? Let's just <laughs> let's just let's just throw that in there." Yeah. And then he uh, he's like, "You know, you need to go to the Jedi Temple and kill them all." It's like, whoa, whoa, this escalated pretty quickly. So he goes and does that. Palpatine goes to the Senate and says, listen, I just got attacked by the Jedi. The Jedi want to take over. They're now enemies of the state. They need to be hunted down and defeated everywhere. So you, you can immediately talk about the January 6th vibes in a, in a more of a metaphorical sense, right? Like people who have this certain ideology, whether they were involved with this, uh, this weird event or not, they're, they're enemies now, mm. you know? And not just January 6th, because they're talking about anyone. I mean, it's not like laws are being passed yet, but like they're talking about anyone like us that talks <laughs> poorly about current events, you know, all right. these things, any dissent. I mean, right. they haven't used the word dissent yet, but man, it's coming when they just say no dissent. You know, <laughs> you'll have to put yeah. on the glasses to see it, but it'll be there, you know? And yeah, and, like, and they use that domestic terrorist willy nilly now they can they can fit whatever narrative they want in there. And it does it, like they say people Words, who, who, who believe oh. things about uh, wrong about the COVID narrative are domestic terrorists. Like it doesn't even, that doesn't even make any sense. It's so, so he's now labeled the Jedi enemies of the state. And, and here, you know, talking back about the clones right now, you have this AI army. 
he flips the switch on those and says, hey, you have to go kill all the Jedi now. And they say, okay, and they do it. So the, the, the Jedi purge, what's called Order 66, but this Jedi purge, I think of it in, in, in two ways. For one, it's you know removing any political opposition to him. But the other way I've been thinking about it more recently is, you know, like we talked about, there was really no army other than the Jedi. Like the Jedi were really there as a buffer between the government and, and like the people, like to protect the people. The Jedi are kind of almost like a galactic police force, if you think about it. They were essentially meant to protect the people. So, right. Um, and peace also officers. the Jedi, <laughs> peace officers, but they also had very powerful weapons. Right. They themselves were very powerful weapons. So the Jedi purge, I almost kind of equated also to like gun control, where they, they purged out all this. Now the average everyday galactic citizen can't defend themselves. Yeah. Right. So you can kind of think about it that way, too. And they um, went for the children. Yes. That, and, yeah. and I know that we kind of skimmed over that. I know you're trying to get through the, the and I want to get to the end, too. Uh, but that scene in particular where he takes out the yeah. kids, I feel was like a massive moment. Uh, yeah. in Anakin's descent, you know, yes. was, I, I don't know what we could compare it to necessarily, you know, in literature perhaps, but I bet there is something in Joseph Campbell for, you know, something like that, where like that ultimate moment of, because I feel like that was the one act that sent him over the edge. Would you say, yeah. that? would you say that? I, I would, I would say, yeah, I think, I think that was a huge, huge, um, turning point and what and it's a and it's a moment like that that basically made him shed his Anakin Skywalker persona and right. fully fall into this Darth Vader right because when he's Darth Vader he's now he's not the person who did those evil deeds right you know he was he was he was somebody else and you know in wow. so much symbolism at the end when he goes into that suit that he's now in this suit of armor but it's also like a suit of like shame yeah, you know it's, it's it's a it's a it's a mask it's uh it's <laughs> yeah and just in just the idea of like the du dual dual personality is even before he has that um even before he has that suit on he is called darth vader the emperor has already dubbed him darth vader so um <laughs> think about like the friday the 13th movies you know jason didn't have that hockey mask to like the fourth movie yeah. but he was still jason so um right. he was he was darth he was Darth Vader um, without, without that mask. So yeah, that scene in particular, very, very symbolic about, you know, um, killing the Jedi threat, but also killing the future. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah, that's you know, what I was thinking. Like that's it, kind of a parallel. Wouldn't you say? Where, yeah. Like, they try to it, indoctrinate us at a very young age and all that. Right. Either indoctrinate you or, or just straight, straight off of, of kill you because of, of, of who you, you were, who your parents were, things like that, you know, even going back to like biblical times, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the king, when Jesus was born said, listen, go to the city and kill every baby boy you see, because any of these could be a potential prophet or savior or Messiah. And I think that even in um, game of Thrones, a very similar thing too, if, yeah. if you've watched it or, or people have watched it, right. Was it? Casters yeah, um, yeah. Well, when, when um, Joffrey, the, the, the bastard little, little kid took over, mm -hmm. He found out that his dad was, you know, whoring out with all these whores. And so that's right. Yeah. He, he, he said, go to all the whorehouses and kill every baby because that could be a potential threat to to my rule. So the hashtag rewatch everything. Exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I want to do like a full I, I, I kind of had this idea last year 
of so I have conspiracy in the forest. I want to do like a conspiracy in the north with Dude, uh, with Game oh of Thrones. God, so I'm, I I'm just, but I'm just, but I'm just dreading that. rewatching it all. But I want, but like, hey, like you said, oh, hashtag I can rewatch feed you it some. all. Maybe maybe I'll rewatch it with you. And I'll- I'll feed let's, you some stuff, dude. Holy shit. Let's let's do it. So I, I, I think show. like like the um the, the death of the death of innocence. And like you yes, said, it's it's yes. through brainwashing and propaganda and all that stuff that we see in, in our world now, which is is so sad and, and terrifying. But that that's how just look at Nazi Germany, you know, the, the Hitler youth. The Hitler youth was essentially like a Boy Scout troop, you yeah. know, that they would just go in the woods and do all this kind of stuff, but at the same time, like feeding them this indoctrination to hopefully grow up and, and be this thing. And with this Jedi purge, you see it's, it's the complete opposite. It's, it's the complete destruction of, of that innocent. And, yeah. And it's, a, and that scene really took me aback. I'm sure it did you too. You're like, Whoa, this is, this is dark. It's very dark. I'm glad I wasn't um, a parent when I, when I saw <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Cause I would have been like, Oh my God. George, what have you done? I can't watch anything. I can't watch any of this. Right. And Stephen King, I felt that way when I saw Dr. Sleep in the theater. I was just like, because <gasps> oh, if anyone doesn't know, not to go down that rabbit hole, but there's some dark shit in that movie. Oh, I'm oh, I, I'm sure he's got some uh, he's got some got skeletons some in his closet was, from what yeah. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so. So, yeah, that that part was what was terrifying. Um, so then. Yeah, so so Palpatine at this point he says that, and once again for everybody's benefit and safety, he says, you know, because of threats like this, we can no longer operate as a republic. He says, um, we need to now reform the government into an empire, which is ruled by one single sovereign for life. And and when you think about it like that, like why would people cheer for that? But he he's he's I think what they realized, what, what the, the people were brainwashed to think was that he was the one providing the safety. And in the novel, he keeps chanting. He says like, peace, safety, security, peace, safety, security. Right. right? Just like, just like this, like manipulative mind, mind, mind Build back of, of better. people. Build right. Back better. And then I think one of the greatest prequel quotes is, you know, um, Queen Amidala, who's Anakin's uh, wife <laughs> is watching this event unfold as he's, you know, basically just becoming a dictator at that point and everybody's cheering and she's saying, you know, this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. And that's so evident in our world. I think so many people without going down the whole COVID, all that kind of stuff, rabbit hole, there's so many people who are happy um, to, you know, send people, send people into unvaccinated camps or to, tell people they can't participate in society because they didn't do this or, or didn't do that, that yeah. they don't realize that at the end of the day, that kind of thinking that mentality is going to come back and bite them. And we'll get into some useful idiot stuff here at the end too. Yeah, definitely. Cause it's not even them think it's not their thoughts. They're thinking other people's thoughts. It's right. Terrible. Right. It's um, you know, I'm, I'm reading a really good book right now about, you know, how, how these totalitarian regimes, how these communistic regimes get to power and it's, and it's getting this, uh, the, it's called the theory of collectivism, right? Like, like you said, they're not their own original thoughts. Mm. They're as a collective, as a hive mind, they're all programmed to think the same thing. You know, just like, look, look at all these bots you see on Twitter and stuff, just parroting the same, same things over and over. They don't necessarily believe it, but that's just, 
it's things they've been told or things they've heard. They just, they just repeat it out and they think that's what it's supposed to be. So mm-hmm. it's a, uh, it's real crazy. And what an interesting parallel there or, or what an interesting setup that is for they, right? Because us as like free thinkers, conspiracy theorists, whatever you want to label us, we all come together in a community and we're awestruck by the fact that we can, we're all strangers. We all do our own independent kind of research from our own angles, our own perspectives, our own direct experiences. And lo and behold, we, many of us come to the same exact conclusions and see that same line of thinking, that same thread that we all share with each other. We're like, Oh my God, we come together and, and form something over something tangible that we're all connected to somehow. We're not just buying into someone we're hearing it and we're going and checking it out and going, Oh my God, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, they want collectivism and it's a fake collective. You know what I mean? It's that right, freaking yes. mimicry I always talk about <laughs> because ours is like a real unified idea of free thinkers finding yes. the truth against all odds, you know, a group of skeptics, perhaps you could right. say, you know, just to it's, go a, it's off a whole a crazy it, tangent. It, no, I, I love it. I mean, I mean, it's the concept of being told what to think or knowing how to think. And I think a lot of us know how to think about all these certain situations where, like you mentioned about, you know, news articles and stuff like we can look at a news article and, and already tell you where this is going to where this is heading. Yeah, we've you know, j- been just thinking be, about it. We've we've seen we've seen this stuff, you know, over and over again. You know, it's 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 um, and we, like you said, we, we come to a lot of those similar conclusions because a lot of these patterns repeat and repeat over and over again. And they're not very they're not very original with with some, <laughs> with some of the stuff they do. No, it's very um, fractal. I've been saying. Yeah. Lately. So but yeah, so, let's keep yeah, going with this. Revenge useful, so so that happens. So he, he takes power. Anakin wipes out all the, the Jedi and men, women, children, which he had done before to uh, the sand people. And now he's he's done it to humans as well. So you see the de-evolution of him, right? Where mm-hmm. he saw these one people as animals. And then he, he applied that same methodology to the Jedi that they were animals, traitors and, and did that. So it's almost like a serial killer type right. mentality. So. Palpatine takes up over power. Then he also tells Anakin, he's like, listen, now the last thing I need you to do is, you know, like, like, remember those trade federation guys that have been helping us out this whole time, you know, fighting these fictitious wars, funding these fictitious wars, you know, creating all this struggle in the galaxy so I can maintain more and more power. I want you to go and just kill them all. Right. Because we don't need them anymore. So there's your useful idiots right there. And, you know, if anybody's not gone, Brown shirt's gone. If anybody's not familiar with the concept of, you know, useful idiots, you know, go check out um, Yuri Bezmanov, the the cage, the Russian KGB defector did a lot of great interviews and seminars and stuff in the eighties about how this worked is that, you know, in, in Soviet Russia, they would have all these. And in that, you know, it was like a liberal or, or what have you, the people who were for the communist government who were talking about it publicly and, you know, all in favor of it. In the end, they also were going to get lined up against the wall and shot as well, just because they knew too much, right. you know. So that's similar in our world too. Like we mentioned a lot, a lot of people cheering on tyranny, you know, that has a way of coming back for you too. And when Anakin goes to kill all these people, so he goes wipes them all out. He's about to kill the last guy who's the leader of the trade fe- trade federation, and it's it's a really great ironic quote. The trade federation guy says, "He says, what are you doing? You know, 
us, Darth Sidious, he promised us peace, you know, and boom, wiped out. Yeah. You know, no so response. you can't, you can't, um, you can't reason with a, you can't reason with a madman. You can't reason with uh, an egomaniac. And that's a, a part of this other book I'm reading is about narcissistic personalities too. And how those mm. are the people that rise into these totalitarian roles. And there's all these different, you know, fear and manipulation and all these tactics they use. So you can't reason with, with, with that kind and, and you shouldn't go along with that either. So, but anyways, uh, at end of the day, Anakin has to fight against his old mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, loses, gets put in that metal uh, Darth Vader suit. Um, and, that, and at the end of the day, he finds out that his wife died anyways. Yeah. So the, the, the whole reason that he joined this um, cause with Palpatine was to find out the secret of unlocking life and death, you know, um, mm -hmm. to help save his wife. Palpatine had no intention of ever showing that to him or working on that with him. I think he was working on that for himself for the whole time. And, you know, you can talk about what happened in the, the sequel trilogy, which is very convoluted. And but he found a way to come back, you know, so mm -hmm. it was something <laughs> that was important right, yeah. to it was important to him and him only. He didn't want to share that with anybody else. So no, it's again, a great Darth, thing to use. It's a great thing to use. So he used that manipulation of like, it's like, it's like um, using like, like hope or like, Hey, if you, I'll, I'll give you a reward if you do this and do this. And then like the, the goalposts keep moving right, and you right. can never, I mean, and you, and you never get there. And worse, he tells Vader that, you know, Hey dude, you were the one that killed your own wife. So right. he puts this, yeah. and he puts this manipulation on on him at the end of the day, and the Darth Vader was no uh, no bigger of a useful idiot. Well, he's about the same useful idiot as all those people that he just killed. He just and doesn't that, realize it. And we think Darth Vader is cool, and he's a great, and he's a great like <laughs> the character design, everything. It's it's awesome. He's a great character, but at the end of the day, he's a pawn. He's a useful idiot, and mm -hmm. he realizes it at the very very end of his life and makes makes a change for the better, but. You know, that's essentially what he is. He's he's a tool. Yeah, I would say his like as an archetype, the the most important part of his whole character is within the last three minutes of his right. entire storyline. You know what I mean? It's that's what it what does Loki call it? Like uh, you know, and I don't know, like grand purpose or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah, it's pretty crazy when you think about that. Oh, but I think at the end of the day, the, the story of Star Wars, you know, there's all these. So that's how the, the totalitarian government happens. But I think mm. at the end of the day, what, what, what I take away from Star Wars is at least, you know, the original trilogy is that like, like we like you mentioned earlier, you know, it's a story of hope. And I think it's a story of love as well, because if it were not for Luke Skywalker willing to sacrifice himself um, and die in, 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 by the hands of the emperor, <clears throat> Vader may have never turned back. And it shows that there's still a shred of humanity left in, in anybody, no matter how terrible people you think um, some people are, there's always, right. there's always hope. Damn right. Yeah. The useful idiots is a terrible term. You know, it's something that you almost, it's, it feels psyopy right off the bat because you're a me, because that's like when we see, and we see it all the time when people into conspiracy theories, just shit all over people that don't look into this stuff and it's mm -hmm. like there's a lot to be said there on both ends i guess you know yeah sure 
People should be encouraged to do their own research. And definitely, I don't like this back to the 80s idea of stupidity and not reading and not looking into things is what's cool. And literally, it's the last thing you want to friggin' hear about is someone looked into something. That mm-hmm. is very sad. Very sad indeed. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I don't know if what kind of uh, direction we're heading there, but hopefully you know, the stuff that we're putting out can inspire people to just look into things. I mean, how many Star Wars fans out there are looking at this stuff or hearing us talk and go, oh my God, what is this? Like, I didn't see any of this before. You know, the parallels are pretty, pretty impressive. I was just thinking of one when you were talking about this idea that the whole cause, the whole cause that Anakin got into, right? All the pain and all the suffering, all the killing, and his wife died anyway, right? Right. Feels a lot like what we just pulled right out of. Even though it's not about a single character, we just pulled out of Afghanistan after 20 years, all that death and pain and suffering and energy that was sucked out of us as a nation mm-hmm. and started the whole cause was to, all the, all the fake causes you could say to, you know, create a better world over there, create our vision over there, right? The American dream over in Iraq and Afghanistan. And we leave and it just immediately falls to shit. And right. It feels almost like a magical kind of occult sort of ritual in a way, you know, like a right. bu- building up to drop the bottom out at the last minute, you know, right. pull the floor out from under everybody. Right. Right. And it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like poetic in its irony, you know? Yes. Yes. And that's when you were talking about how, how choruses were, you know, the singing choruses during that amazing battle scene between Anakin. And it's just like, it is a poet. It's a Greek tragedy. It really is. And, Mm -hmm. And yes, I would say that the trilogy, the original trilogy where it gives so much hope. And I think the prequels, you know, maybe George was under different feelings at the time, or maybe by that point, I don't know, man, it feels very in our faces with those prequels. Maybe he was desperate perhaps if he wasn't controlled to begin with. (laughs) Well, he did. Um, I know that in, in some articles and some interviews he did, he definitely took a lot of inspiration from like the Bush and Cheney regime for the whole Palpatine aspect Mm -hmm. um, with yeah, back with, when we were I, good liberals, right? When we were all liberals, <laughs> that it was it was a good thing to be against. Well, no, no offense. I know you said you grew up Republican, but like, you know, when 9-11 happened, a lot of us were like, ah, we're all liberal. Right. We're all against these Republicans. And now it's like the wheels are turned, you know, the whole wheels flip back. Long. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people had asked, asked, um, you know, because the, the Bush regime was in at the time. They asked mm-hmm. Lucas, they said, well, you know, so basically, you know, uh, Palpatine is um George Bush. Um, and, the, and, and he, his response was like, no, like, I think you have that backwards. Like Dick Cheney was the one pulling the, pulling the strings. And that's like a crazy red pill that I read. That was like a New York times article, that's you know? Sense. Yeah. Like in, in, but that's, you know, the more and more you research that stuff, like he was hundred percent spot on. And yeah, I think people were turned off because of too much politics, I think in, in the prequels. And mm-hmm. I, I can understand from, from that perspective, but I, I think, it wasn't unnecessary. I mean, like, I think what we've talked about here, it was done for a point and a purpose oh, and yeah. to show you how, if you're not, 
if you're not careful as a society, you can, you can move towards this totalitarian society and you may not even know it. Right, I think that right. that's the crazy part is, is like, like what David Icke talks about the totalitarian tiptoe, you go from a to B to B to C and like, <clears throat> and even they talk, you know, people who have survived world war two or, you know, Holocaust, that kind of stuff. They said, you know, they didn't even really see this stuff coming. It was just, you know, things just changed a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little slowly, bit. Slowly, yeah, very slowly. Every, every, every day. And it, it was a slow diminishing of their, of their rights all, all along. And, you know, the, the galaxy definitely, you know, felt the, felt the impact of that for, for quite some time. So, right. Yeah. Man, I'm thinking super out there going into that, like, you know, micro, macro, as above, so below. But, yeah, that concept exists everywhere in nature, too, because like, God, I, I think I, I had like some conversation with my wife about like, you know, I think it's Andromeda is getting closer and closer to us. And eventually it's going to just blend into our galaxy. And and she was like, what? <laughs> just like, <laughs> don't worry, it's going to happen so slowly that like maybe right. over thousands or millions of years if a species were to survive over that time period, you could see something happen. So, I mean, shit, you look at that. It's the same, the same pattern, the same tactic, if you will, that totalitarianism goes. Maybe, maybe it's like a natural virus or something like that. Seeping through consciousness. Something like that. It doesn't feel natural to humanity. You know what I mean? When you think, when you look back to our roots, no matter what, tradition you see that jedi like uh uh place to attain to, to hopefully attain and mm-hmm. to have to hopefully have that kind of society has always been like the the hope and yet there's always this slithering thing throughout every culture that destroys that it's it's very interesting and it's back to our and talk what, about joseph in, campbell you know yeah and one interesting thing I, i've noticed recently about about star wars and there's some stuff i've been reading is that when you think about like this totalitarian government you think of when you talk about war and stuff you think about these huge machines and all this kind of stuff mm. throughout the in, but throughout the movies the um people and creatures that have defeated that, that have defeated that huge war machine have been ones that have relied on like nature so, yeah. so think about like everybody will know from Return of the Jedi, like the Ewoks, right? They're That's very right. Um, not not very technically advanced society, but they find a way to use all of their natural resources to combat this threat. And going back to Episode One, the Phantom Menace, the um, Jar Jar Binks, his Gungan society, everything they had was organic. Mm-hmm. Everything they had was organic, and they used that to fight against the uh, the, the, the robots and even the. Um, the Wookiee army in episode three, which you see briefly, same kind of thing. It's all, um, it's all natural, all organic type stuff. So I don't know what to necessarily make on that. And I don't necessarily know what my point is with that, but I'm sure there's some some kind of meaning in in there about the, the, the natural versus the artificial. Yeah. I think always wins out, you know, talking about the archaic revival kind of thing, you know, that's been around for a lot of decades now, Terrence McKenna, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody kind of, and that's been happening. I mean, think about all our DIY 
outlets that we 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 do now everybody gardens or everybody builds their own this or that everybody i'm looking for building plans a lot of times i'm not looking for who am i going to hire to do this thing you know what i mean so it's mm-hmm. like it's this archaic revival it, maybe it's the messages that going back to the roots is always the answer and that's right. what we see everywhere right even in the uh you know you could relate the jedi to that more eastern mystical idea about centering yourself and going back to the one and all that it's yeah it's all kind of tied in there on the philosophical level and everything yeah well we'll have to do an episode in the future on like the force i'm, I'm trying yeah. to really dive into this i mean it's such a complicated thing Is it uh, and i don't a lot even about in the in the it, books it, yeah a, 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 a lot in that revenge of the sith about how some of the personal experiences but then this i started reading this other book called um the star wars heresies which it talks about a lot of the symbolism and stuff in mm-hmm. the prequel trilogy specifically. And it, it dives into a lot of stuff about the force. And I need to re- read through it again because it's one of those things that there's a lot of different viewpoints on it. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one, one side will say that the force is essentially referring to like a one world religion that, you know, people have. So, mm-hmm. or it's kind of like an occult type thing because it's not a God. It's just kind of a, a spectrum that like you can pull it this way. You can pull it that way to your will. You don't have to be good or bad. You can use good and bad to manipulate this to its will. And, and then the whole thing about the midichlorians and how everything is connected and stuff. And I think there's some really good and deep stuff in there, but I I'll be yeah. honest. I haven't, I haven't figured it out yet. When I do, I'll, you're the first person I want to talk to about that because it's Hell a, yeah, man. it's a great concept. I would love to do. And you know, honestly, like even before I found your podcast, I've for years, I've always kind of referred to um, the, just say like the, the, the state of enlightenment or the psychedelic revelation or however people get to that point near death experience. There's that, point that place that thing whatever and i i like to call it the force i've always referred right. back to star wars because it's the greatest example because it is neutral it's right. just the way things are and it's all about you and who you are and how you're focused on the way mm-hmm. things are and right it, it's just it all it's beautiful. It's kind of like, so, yeah, it's kind of like you th- think that. about it, like a kind of think about like a gun, right? Like you can use a gun to kill somebody mm-hmm. or you can use a gun to defend your house. Right. You know, it, it's, it's, it's whoever's wielding that, that weapon um, can, can bend it in, in whichever way it's, yeah, you're right. It's, it's not, it's not good or bad. Just like, I think events that people go through in their life, events that you go through, as long as you didn't specifically cause something to be terrible, like events you go through are not good or bad bad i would say they're neutral it's your reaction to those that is a positive or or negative do you know what i mean yeah and it's really unfortunate because that's the absolute hardest lesson in my opinion for people to to learn uh and with all due respect to people that have a hard time with that concept because you know losing a a family member losing someone losing a child it's it destroys you you know um yeah and because of that i think personal experience can can absolutely and and i think everyone can agree that personal experience can blind you from objective truth on Mm -hmm. some level when you're having that kind of conversation they may be 
reluctant to hear it. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, right. you know, they say, well, you know, how can people living on the streets just see things that way, you know, or how can this, and unfortunately that's that it's kind of the whole trick of the game. It almost seems like if there is some sort of cosmic trickery going on at all, it does kind of feel that way sometimes where like, yeah, you, once you figure it out, you got to figure it out. <laughs> you know, there's no easy right. way. The only way right. is through. Yep. So we have covered a lot and I know we kind of wanted to get into a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to keep you too long, but I just wanted to ask, how's everything going job wise and everything? Cause I know you were getting worried. Things were getting a little stressful there with some, you know, mandates going on with your, your career. And I know that that's on a lot of people's minds out there. And I, I tend to see you keeping a very positive light out there for your listeners and everybody. So what's going on, man? How you doing? Sure. Sure. And, and yeah, and I, 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 I think it's good to, to talk about these. It's good to, it, because like you said, a lot of people are going through these similar types of issues in one way, shape or form. And it affects either you or somebody, you know, or, or, or something. I mean, so I work in, I work in, you know, kind of the finance back office, you know, in the, in the corporate world, but I work in healthcare. So obviously now where I work, they're saying the COVID vaccines mandatory uh, as of a certain date. So I, I put forth a religious exemption, which, you know, everything I, and, and I don't, and I'm, I'm not giving too much away of that. Cause I want to make sure that, that I have closure on, on if that worked or, or didn't, didn't work. Um, but, you know, I basically had, oh, sorry, oh, now I'm back. Um, I basically, you know, said, said things that I believed about certain things that I believe are in the, in the vaccines and, and whatnot. So next week, I'm actually supposed to get my determination on if they've accepted my exemption or not. Hmm. So getting a little, a little anxious about it. Um, but at the same time, I, 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 I feel like, like you said, like about having a positive ad attitude about things. I think if you are pop and you know, some people can call this oh BS or whatever, but like the law of attraction or what have you. But I think if you have a positive outlook about things, I think positive things will happen. And w that positive thing that happens could be maybe me just getting another job, you know? Yeah, I mean, you I were mean, just it, saying before, right? I mean, everything that happens to us, you know, it's not necessarily good or bad. It's how you react and how you use it. Right. 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 And the other way is that they could just say, okay, you're, you're, you're good to go. And it, it is what it is. So mm. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm very hopeful. I've heard, I've heard some good things from other people in Ohio who have gotten um, religious exemptions go through. So mm. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful from that aspect. I mean, I'm, but you know, it's a, it's a mental mind F right now. I'm going through all these different Mac, you know, talk about, you know, house of cards earlier and all these machinations that he did to do things. I'm like, you know, I could do this or that, or try to, put pressure on this or that like I'm like I I don't know. I don't know what the right the right way the right thing to 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 do is. So um I'll I'll find out next next week. You know, and the silly part about it is you know I work mostly remote. So like what's the point? Oh my God. You know, that that's the thing that drives me crazy the most is like what's the point? You know it's your mentality think, that might infect us. So that's yeah. what we're really worried about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, like I've, I've worked with this company, I've been at this company for a decade now, you know, so it, it's to the point where do I need to, if, 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 if it's not approved, do I need to put pressure on people on the company to say, listen, like 
I deserve to stay around because of what I've done. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what the, the right approach to do is, but you know, I'm hopeful that it's, that it's going to go through and I'll be able to continue, continue on in this company because I really like what I do. I really love the people I work with. And honestly, the people I work with don't really care about it. My boss yeah. straight up told me, she's like, she's like, I don't care if you get it or not. You know, I mean, she, she's, she's gotten the vaccine, but, but she's not the kind of person who's going to pit me against her because she did this and I did this, you know, right. she's, yeah. she, she kind of, she sees some of the kind of silly stuff about it. And, you know, I, I explained some of it to her, but um, you know, you don't want to go full Alex Jones on pin uh, people, yeah. you know, in, in the office <laughs> setting, right? Like right. Know, putting reptilian DNA in us and all this. And, you know, but I've, I've told her, I've like, got you the know, documents. Like, right. We got, I got the documents about the reptilian blood. It's putting in. But uh, I, I told her, you know, like they're, they're, they've rushed this out in, in record time. I'm, I'm hesitant to that. I'm hesitant for how they manufactured it, how they've tested it, some of the things they've 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 done some of the things they've they've used in in the process of doing that. I, I object to, and um, it's just you know a personal choice. And I'm like, listen, if if people if people are uncomfortable with it and they need me to just work 100% remote and not come in the office, that's fine. Just just let me know. I'm not I'm not here to try to infringe on anybody else or e even people that feel things differently than me. If people are worried about social distancing and masks all the time, I, I get that. I'm not here to infringe my belief system on them. I just, I just want to, to keep working and honestly keep providing for my family and keep doing a great job at this company, you know, in, in, in the best way that I, I can. So I'm hopeful that I'm hopeful that it's going to work out, going to work out. Okay. You know, if not, I have some time to, to figure out, you know, a, a plan B, which they gave us a lot of, of runway to do that, which I think was, was a good thing in, in a bad situation. You know, mm -hmm. some people didn't have a lot of turnaround time at all. Right at there. So anyways, still, still trying to figure it out. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic, but you know, it, uh, and I'll be honest, like before, before I had that conversation with my boss last week, like I was waking up like with dread, like, like every day, every day. And kind of what you talked about earlier about, you know, all the headlines and this and that, and it was really starting to eat at me just every day. I was waking up with just like the sense of dread, like, and everything's terrible. Everything's terrible. But you know, once I had that conversation with my boss and kind of just talked about a little bit about stuff. I felt a little bit more at ease, I think, you know, so I will say to anybody out there, you know, find people that you can talk to about, about this kind of stuff. I mean, it's not everybody is, is on the same, same page with it, but I think most people are pretty reasonable um, and, and can have conversations about these things. So don't, yeah. don't bottle all this stuff up, reach out to people, reach out to family, friends that are willing to accept that kind of stuff because um, the worst thing you can do is hold on to, to this kind of stuff and make a bigger thing out of it than it, than it may be in the end. So, um, yeah, but, but yeah, voice, thanks. Man. Thanks for asking. I, I hope it, I'm just, I'm very hopeful. Yeah. Keep us updated and everybody send Kyle some good energy, man. Definitely. And, uh, appreciate it. And yeah, I mean, reach out to us for all, you know, I'll <laughs> seriously, I mean, that's, uh, we're here to like, you know, create this community and talk about these problems and then kind of uh, find solutions, you know? So, right. and on that, I mean, it's been great to have you on, dude. We'll have to definitely dive in deep on the force and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I would love to, to branch into this stuff. You're telling me that you're kind of looking into that narcissistic stuff. I am recently very interested in that. And it seems to be a cultural thing, like cultural narcissism can get passed down through, 
generation after generation, you know? So these are yeah. some cool themes we could definitely dive into sometime. I'll send, I'll to. send you the link. It's a, it's a, it's a free book on Kindle. So I'll send you the Sweet, link. To man. It. Yeah, please do. And uh, yeah, let my, uh, let my audience know where to find you. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Andy, thanks a lot. This has been, this has been incredible. I always love, I always love getting together and chatting about this stuff and um, big shout out to the union of the unwanted guys. If it weren't for that, Ooh. I don't, I don't know that we would have connected on, on That's stuff. Right. So, um, so my name is conspiracy, Kyle. You can find my uh, podcast called conspiracy in the force on any podcasting platform. Um, I'm also on YouTube and Rockfin and Twitter and Instagram at conspiracy underscore kyle and it's conspiracy with a k to avoid censorship so it's worked out so far awesome man well we'll be in touch soon we'll definitely get into some cool shit awesome thank you so much thanks for listening to this episode of the deep share podcast if you want to hear more then hit that subscribe button follow me on all the social places and remember think for yourself but don't always believe what you think Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, pacifaria. Enough, I get the point. <laughs> you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If oh. I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know and if someone else knows, okay? I mean, <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.